Welcome back to the Comedy on Edge presents the Chat Show. We're live in Edge HQ. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. Joining me on sound is not our usual guy, Ryan. It's... it's Oh, look, and he's fucking done it again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, new listeners, go back and listen to some old episodes, but old listeners will know who it is. It's Lester Diamond. Lester, you've come, you've jumped the gun again. Hello, mate. Well, you just pronounced sound Scion. I couldn't let that fucking... Scion, did I? It's just, no, it, the fact that I had to supervise you pressing record <laughs> just prior to that, you know, we, we, I'd say, because I was about to give you a good intro, like saying, you know, he's not our second choice, not our third. He's sort of like the last person you call in the dial sound guy. But welcome back. Where you been? What's What's been happening? Mate, I've been on the, uh, on the DL, the um, down low. Yeah. But now I'm back and um, I'm ready to rock. So. You ready to rock? Well, that's yeah. good. Well, I should bring in our, our guest unless you're gonna you're gonna introduce him before I can do it. Are you gonna let me do it or you wanna uh, go for it? Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, returning guest. He's been on a couple of episodes, but it's been a while. It is of course Mr. Andrew Barnett. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm excellent, mate. Thank you for having me on. And uh, it is nice to see the scion of the <laughs> Diamond family here. Um, on on Sion. Maybe that was what he was referring to, mate. Right? You never I know. Don't, I don't... He's re- bigging up your family lineage. I prefer Sar. 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 So you realise what I'm going to do? If I did indeed say Sar, I'm just going to take it out of the edit and you guys are just going to look stupid. I'll just dub <laughs> over it just say sound. <laughs> what have you been up to, mate? Mate, uh, I've been uh, kicking around with the family. We uh, had a good, good weekend last weekend. It went along. Um, I was... As you know, I'm a big uh, fan of the 1990s, and I was missing the 1990s. And I, I think I ne- it's important to, to let kids know, um, particularly kids growing up in today's era, that they missed out on growing up in the greatest decade ever. And so I thought, what's the most 90s thing I can do with my kids? So you I, didn't um, take them to score heroin, did you? <laughs> no, no. Um, we, uh, we we went to a uh, an NBL game. Oh wow, yeah. retro, oh, old school. Mm. I, it's funny you say that. Earlier or late last year, I went to an NBL game too. Just because, yeah, I was thinking, oh, I want to go watch something that I, from my childhood. And is, is there any truth to the rumor you get half price if you rollerblade to the event? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was interesting because Sydney Kings, uh, Sydney, big, obviously the big match, uh, Sydney Kings versus the uh, the old rivals, the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. Um, oh, Phil Smythe, friend of the show, Phil Smythe's old team, <laughs> represent. Mate, and uh, look, I, I love my Kings, um, but uh, they, they, they got taught a lesson in basketball. How'd Jay Chill go? Did he play? He did. Jay Chill went, went all right. He managed to not, uh, not um, lose his cool and knock anyone down. Oh, well, that's... Um, see, I, went, when I, I got lucky. The Kings won when I went to see. I must be their good luck mascot. I went and saw them, uh, saw them play the Tie Pants. Ah, yeah, the, the Cairns Chipans. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. See, like, this is the thing. All the teams I loved when I grew up don't exist anymore. Newcastle Falcons, Tassie Devils. Um, yeah, well. Well, I was like, I was... South East Melbourne Magic. I remember... South East Melbourne Magic. I <laughs> remember East. those. Not just South, the South. South East. I know. South East Melbourne Magic. This is the thing. Like, the Kings still advertise on the TV. And, they get uh, a good... Like, was it, there was a, when I went, there was a good turn-up. There's a good turn-up. about 5,000, which the big, is fair. The big thing on the... Um, on their ads is Sydney's only professional basketball team. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I'm wait, wait, surprised there's still one. What like, happened to the West Sydney amazing. Slammers? There was, there was, wasn't was it the Razorbacks? The West Sydney Razorbacks? Oh, they might have yeah. There's some, there's <laughs> the West Sydney Slammers. Slammers. There was too many... Jeez, too, going back. Too much turnaround and turmoil well, there was, and there was, like, I remember when, like growing up, I got into it where, yeah, the Tassie Devils, they were my team. And yeah, there was the... I remember the 36ers. Sydney was Kings. Canberra Cannons. Yep. Um, Brisbane Bullets. Perth Wildcats have been a stalwart. They're oh, still yeah, in the Perth team. Wildcats. Yeah, Wildcats. So, and 
Melbourne Tigers with the Ga- Lindsay Gaze and he's oh. coached by um oh, that's my team a- yeah Andrew Lindsay Gaze. Lindsay Gaze uh, and yeah their and star it, player Andrew Gaze yeah but they the coach's son <laughs> yeah, he was one of arguably one of our greatest players one of, of all my time. favorite sportsmen of all time but still he's still the coach's son I mean yeah uh, one one of the best things I remember when it was a big deal when he went over to um, trial with a couple of NBA teams and it was a big news story and thing he talked about when he didn't end up playing in the NBA and I don't know like it was sort of played off like oh you know he had the opportunity to play in the NBA but decided to come home in Australia because he liked life in Australia (laughs) and the big story he told was how at one day at training his car got broken into while he was at training (laughs) he was like oh I need to go home like you know this shit wouldn't happen in Melbourne but that's like like I remember as a kid my dad used to be involved with the Glenorchy football club down in Tassie and in Tassie they were sort of like they were the best. They, they were called the TFL, like the best league. And one of the young, a couple of the young kids got picked up by the AFL, the VFL teams, and got drafted. And they'd play a season, then come back, and it'd be like a hero returning to the club. And everyone was like, oh, he came back because he missed the play so much. He and it turns out, like, no, they just got drunk and got sacked from the team and got sent back to the second league. Yeah, we saw a bit of that in our country town. What I liked about um, Andrew Gaze, and what I think. A lot of people don't realise he was the layup king of the NBL for a lot best. of years. A you do, you do Did know, the guy like, ever dunk once? I saw, I saw him dunk in a warm up at the Falcons game. Oh, so, really? So he could physically do it. Yeah, but I know. You, you he, do, but on. his thing was not safer. It was six foot seven. You guys, you guys <laughs> do realise we're talking. He does have an NBA championship, right? Yeah, Spurs. Spurs. He was on, but. Because what they do in, like in... Yeah, oh, this is when his car got broken into. Yeah, well, they <laughs> stole... Oh, no, I've got the championship ring now, and... Uh, I reckon it was one... <laughs> well, I've got a lot of valuables. I need to get home. I reckon it was Protect one... Protect this shit. I reckon it was one of the other players, and they dropped the ring when they were smashing the window. I you who missed an opportunity here. Club Lock. Sponsorship. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Club Lock, the Club Lock Tigers. He probably got his... Uh, he probably got the face of his stereo stolen. We're <laughs> <laughs> going back to the 90s. Remember that? Everyone, people would un- click off their uh, the face of their stereo. Sure, people just... I've got one in my Suzuki right now. <laughs> <laughs> that he stole off Andrew Gase. <laughs> but, I mean, the listeners should know the NBL in the, in the 90s from like 89 to 93 was the second biggest sport in Australia almost. Oh, it was massive. It yeah, was yeah, huge, yeah. It was, right? it was big. And we had McDonald's ads with NBL players with everything. It was all huge. Well, the fact... And then they got their TV rights. They gave it to Foxtel for pay TV. No one had pay TV. And then everyone forgot it existed for 15 no, years. No, I think, I, think I think I would say Michael Jordan retired and everyone lost interest in basketball. Because, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I went to NBL games as a kid because I watched Jordan. It oh, wasn't because I wanted mate, to say to Phil Smythe. I've got to refute you. Go Ma- for it. Michael Jordan retired, but Shane Hammerhill played. <laughs> So, and, then, and that's meant to refute. He had, he had a decent little NBA stint <laughs> too, didn't he? Who did he play for over there? Timberwolves, I thought, I think. Yeah. We've, we've had a, like, at the moment, we've, I think we've got our most NBL, NBA players of all time for Australia. Yeah. There's about 10 of them playing. Yeah, awesome. Oh, I, I actually, for, um, for Christmas, we, uh, we got an Xbox. And, um, so we, we got one, didn't we? We did. We did. <laughs> the, the family got an Xbox. And uh, the, kids, uh, the kids got their Lego, Mar- Lego Marvel superheroes and, um, and uh, what's it, Minecraft and that. But I got uh, NBA 2K15. The, uh, the premier NBA game. Bunnett's kids' first words were, Dad, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is the point. That's why kids have bedtime. They're, they're not son. getting... A, when you hear the end of this story, they're not getting any more turns. <laughs> um, but I, I was on career mode, and um, one of Australia's uh, new... Um, 
new prospects just been drafted in the NBA. Um, actually, in career mode. So you go, you go, you go undrafted, and you pick up a ten day contract. And then I, I got signed to a, a one year deal wow. with the team that drafted with the team that picked me up. And my, you know, your agent on the game comes in in the little interstitials between the thing. And uh, yeah, I got trash talked <laughs> by uh, by an Australian player who's been picked up there, saying, um, oh, "What's his name?" Dante Exum. Yes, Dante Exum. Dante Exum. So Dante Exum comes in the room and the, the agent's like, this is the, he's the hottest thing out of Australia in years. It's going to be the next big thing in the NBA. And my character goes, yeah, we'll see about that. And then we get in a bit of an argument about, we'll see you on the court. So uh, Dante Exum, <laughs> now I have to, like, in my heart, I'm like hoping he does well, but I'm going to have to smack him down when I come <laughs> up against him. So you think, like, because with Aussie players overseas, we're, it's like tennis. We love Pat Rafter. We hate Leighton Hewitt. Uh, and, uh, I don't mind Leighton. Oh, no, no. Look, when he does, before he won... Talk to me about um, that, uh, that tall Brisbane goose. Tomic. Ugh. Well, there, there you go. But I can't even go. say his name. <laughs> but what, what about Nick, Nick Kyrios or whatever? Kyrios. We love, we love I like Nick Kyrios. Yeah, so there you go. So in NBA, are you saying Dan, like Dante at the moment? Because we've got... Who else is over there? Joe Ingles, uh, oh, Paddy Mills, Bogut. Um, Matthew Delavadova. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're the good... Are you saying, Bogan. you know, they're the good guys? Joe Ingles is a good one. Dante's a prick? No, no, I liked him. I liked oh, yeah? him until he trash-talked me in my own house. <laughs> in my little apartment <laughs> I bought. Go, I'm just saying. But he had, to, career, he, had, he had to record that in a studio, so... Yeah, I know. He's capable of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, just sitting there going, what do you think about Australia, Dante? Imagine if it said, fuck you, butthead. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, he got specific with that shit. That would be a really good prank to play on someone. Like, if you could just engineer trash talking, like, just on the Xbox, like, customise it towards uh, you. I'd, I'd imagine it's not going to be far away. Actually, yeah, you're but probably right. I had a game. I've, um, I've been playing that, and so my, uh, my oldest son, who's six, wanted to um, have a game of that with me the other night. And um, so I sat down with him. We just played. There's a little one-on-one mode you can play. It's called in the blacktop. So you're like on the roof of a uh, like just a building, and it's just a little one-on-one, old school half court, sort like of like a Limp Biscuit film clip from the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So I'm I'm gonna get all up in his grill. So I explain the controls, and I'm you know start off and just showing him what what what's what you know. And I thought I'll go easy. I won't go too far. It won't you know get too far ahead. Let him score a few times. Then all of a sudden, about two thirds of the way, it's first to twenty-one. About at about fifteen, sixteen, I was ahead. He worked out defence. <laughs> um, which I'm not particularly good at at this point. And, uh, yeah, little prick beat me. Oh, wow. <laughs> so First time think... he ever picked up the controller. See, that, that's, that's, that's what how society's changing. Like, I remember I used to play cricket in the backyard with my dad, and he'd always, like, you know, be, be, he'd be let you win. But then when you get a bit more competitive, it wasn't until I was about 15 or 16 that I could genuinely destroy him in batting and bolt knock him over. But now these, and you'd probably be the same. You wouldn't expect your kids to start beating you till they're teens. No, that's the thing. Now I, with computer I games, I, I mean, years. at five, it's, it's over, son. Mate, you got to wait for the grandkids. These kids, they're, it's they're just natural too. Like I'm sitting there going, because I'm used to. Last time I played a basketball game was NBA Jam, exactly. and that was arcade mode. Like, exactly, two a and, <laughs> a joystick and two buttons is what I had. So that's how I'm thinking. This thing's got a pro stick. I, you, I played that the other day at the um, in Newtown. They got some trendy little uh, cafe with the pinball machines in it. In Newtown, yeah, they got trendy Newtown, <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> Newtown, Sydney for our. They've got NBA Jam and Street Fighter Two, and I just sat oh. there and pumped it full of fucking two dollar coins. 
Oh, mate, we'll have to go to that bar before it closes down next week. <laughs> it's a small bar in Newtown. The odds aren't it won't be there long. If you've got a business that's going to fail, you, you call it a pop-up these days. That's, <laughs> what, that's what it is. Oh, look, we know this has got no real long-term legs. We just... I think the first, the first big pop-up was OneTel. <laughs> OneTel. One I was One-tel. signed up with them. Oh, <laughs> was, my first mobile phone, those fuckers went broke on me. Oh, big shout-out to Jamie Packer. What happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> I read that book about one till years ago in the nineties, and it had something where you get, nice and short. You could you could have um, unlimited calls to either one. It was the first call to call unlimited, and it had some cabbie which had run up a ridiculous amount of hours on this um, talking to his cabbie mates. <laughs> and the guy rang up and said, "Do you realise you've used this many hours and cost this much money?" And he goes, "So what do I win?" <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's grouchy. How they go out of business once again. Yeah, what, what did you? What about food? What did you go at the food for the NBL? Because I went to, when I went to the NBL, they had, there's a lot of options. Like, right, there's heaps of options. We, it's not just you know SCG twelve dollar hamburger and chips. It's no, it's pizza. Range. You can get pizza. We got I think between like because we were there with a group, and so and my wife just said the boys were hassling us for food, so she said I'll go get food. They couldn't decide, so she just basically bought one of everything because you know. What what's one mortgage? Let's have two, right? It's good um, she's allergic to money. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we ended up with a uh, pizza, a hot dog, some hot chips, some wedges. It was that. Uh, it was good fare, but she she knows me because she knows like I'd usually go. What are you doing? Um, she also came back with a beer for me. So oh, well, that, oh, <laughs> she, she knows she knows what to do. It's like if she if my wife goes shopping and like goes to the shops and she goes, I just got to go look at something and she buys something for herself or the boys that I'm going to be like, are you serious? She always comes back. Oh, I bought you this and knows that I won't get upset because she got me some. I'm still like a little kid. Like it's oh, it's a treat. Like, but the NBA was always ahead of its time entertainment wise. Like early '90s rugby league and AFL was just the game. Reserve grade, um, maybe the cheerleaders, and then the first grade. Mm. They had music. They were the pioneers of music, mm. dancing. I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. I think you're missing the time that Warwick Kappa flew into the game <laughs> in a pink helicopter, my friend. I mean, you tell me that wasn't showmanship. I believe it was the 1991 Grand Final that the Batmobile and Angry Anderson featured at the <laughs> halftime show. Maybe rugby league, just some yeah, rugby league. Oh well, some got... bloke selling Winfield cigarettes wandering around. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about it. Oh, look, we got Billy Idol. Should we plug him in? Nah, they. We got a speech by Tommy Radonikus. We're going to have to turn the mic off halfway through because he's swearing too much for the kids. But <laughs> let's sell a T-shirt that says "Cattle Dog" on it. They'll get it. But um, no, well, like, I I know what you mean. Like when I went there, it was great because. They're playing music. They're going, you know. You get the defense chant up. It's well, Newcastle Falcons had their mascot was Fat Elvis. I mean, what Fat Elvis? Like, that is fantastic. Is that just Falcon. a local takeaway shop owner? He just rocked up. <laughs> G'day, boys. Well, he had a, he had a big D, you let a D, and a big fence, a white picket fence, and you hold him up, and he go D, and you yell at D, and then you hold him up. yeah, yeah, I love it. Fat we, Elvis. I remember going to it. I think I went to a um a Newcastle game in. It was right in between. They'd gone bust and then they'd been floated again because a, a girl I went to school with, her brother had a had a contract with them. And um, turns out, yeah, they didn't... I think Butch Hayes was running it for a while. Yeah, they didn't get paid <laughs> um, for a lot of that. But it was it was in Broadmeadow. It was basically in a... Um, it was like... A, I, 
been to better school halls <laughs> than where they were playing this game. Back to the old Hobart Devils home ground was at school gymnasium. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. no. They, they, they didn't have it was seats a, at either end. It was a, yeah, it was a Kingborough Sports Centre. It was like, but the, no, this is the thing. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. That's not, hang on, hang that's on, not hang a, on. That's not a school gymnasium. That's all the schools in the area <laughs> hang on, share hang that on. gymnasium. Shit stirs from Newcastle. The Devils had the Kingborough Sports Centre. It held 2,000 people. When they were there, they like yeah, they went to the hang on, not hang if you on. wanted to play basketball, you had to move them everyone off the court. <laughs> they went to the finals, they were unbeatable in this court. Then they moved to the Derwent Entertainment Centre, which was a five thousand seat massive arena. Then they lost, and they you went know, out of the league. You they know why see, they un- went too big. You know why they're unbeatable? Their coach was a former Carney, and he'd set up the ring, so you you got to shoot them from a certain angle. Otherwise, it wouldn't. It was like the old bottles that you can't knock over inside Show Alley. Like, there's a technique to it. It's a bit crook when you can't start the game because of an assembly. Yeah. You're talking about you're talking about a team that produced year twelve graduation. We're going to put this off for. T- you're talking... Yeah, Tassie people having a year 12 graduation. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You're you're you guys taking knocks. You know, Tassie had Hall of Famer Steve Carfino. Did they? He was, yeah. He came to our Magic school. Magic Magic, yep. Steve... And we had... um De- The D-trained Dwayne McLean. They didn't, did you? We did. Dwayne McLean played for Tassie. Then he went... Steve Carfino played in Sydney. Yeah, yeah after the Devils folded. He played oh. for us. Got, like, he, we drafted him from America. He came out. Actually, I've got a friend who's um, who's got a who's a mate he knows through work. Um, he's got a place over in North Sydney, and he went to visit him. And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's my flatmate. He's into basketball." Turns out, Steve Caffino. <laughs> just you mean just flatmating with you mean like, to tell, you mean wow. to tell me Steve Caffino still has to ha- live in a share house? That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> dude, like, you were massive in the nineties. Like, he works on Fox Sports now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I saw him like when I was just must like company. <laughs> yeah, must just. Must, just because the other one, Dwayne McLean, he's now last. He's bouncing on a up in Tugra, not Tugra. What's the one on the water up on the central coast? Bouncing like uh, what's the um? Oh, what's the oh? Terrigal. Terrigal. Yeah, there's a the nightclub at Terrigal. He's the oh, he, might, he was on the door there Fair one night. Income. Yeah, that's wow. where. And I mean, do you reckon he's on a share house too? I reckon he's on a fucking halfway house. I think we've got. I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, the view, we are so. Maybe what get... happened? Maybe it's like you know, Space Jam. Someone stole their talent. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to try and get it back. I mean, well, not their talent, their money. They had a massive. <laughs> they were a massive deal. I can't believe that. Yeah, but how much? I mean, you got to realize they probably paid. I mean, Carfino probably paid ten years in the NBL. In the eighties and nineties, that's not going to be you know your million dollar. I like dreams. the way you said we draft them from America. Like, we, we draft them for, for financial difficulties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, had, I, got a, I got a cousin who got offered a um is in, in America like he's a third cousin or whatever, and uh, played some college ball and uh, is quite an excellent basketball player, but um went chose to uh, go play in Finland instead of in the NBA, NBL, sorry, because uh, he, he was looking for a while, and, you know, there was some interest, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, Finland just was a better comp. I was like, really? Really? Finland? It's sad, isn't it? Mm. But I've always thought, like, it sucks how soccer, I hate soccer, I don't know why, I used to play as a kid, but it bores me. Fucking guys in ponytails and whatever, but hello to all our so- um, soccer. Ryan, I can hear Ryan just listening, just gritting his teeth. Just, I more, more hate the fans than anything. Anyway, but, <laughs> but the, um... so so you who's listening that like soccer, <laughs> it's out. not the game you like. It's, it's you, you. <laughs> the beautiful game I ask. But the you could be the shittest fucking guy in the fourth division German league, and you're still on good money, like mm. all yeah, around the world. You can play it, and it's universal. because there's billions of people playing soccer. That's what I mean. Like it's. 
if, if you're going to get kids to play anything, it's time to play soccer. In NBA, there's only like six guys that can make it. <laughs> no, no, no. The problem is, is that uh, the, that's the plan for nearly every kid in uh, every third and second world country coming oh. up. And they're, they're just, that's their way out. You, you haven't got, we're middle, raising middle class kids, they haven't got the discipline for that bullshit. <laughs> they get in there inside beating their gators. dad. <laughs> yeah, they're inside beating their dad on the Xbox. Like, the, the day I saw the Korean Professional Gaming League. Oh, oh man. Oh. <laughs> They they like it the Koreans don't they? Yeah, well, they've got like they've got like theaters over there. Well, where I suppose they... actually the, the English Professional Darts League probably tops that for them. Do you remember, oh. do you remember the one in Melbourne? They hired Etihad oh, the, State the riot the fight yeah the fight yeah. But did you did you see the pictures of it? For those who don't go Google Etihad is it Etihad Stadium or Telstra whatever it is the fifty thousand seat football arena in um every stadium in Australia is either ANZ or Etihad yeah it's one of the two or Telstra um Dockler, it's in Docklands uh, anyway. whoa, whoa, whoa. not uh, not where the Kings play my friend that is Qantas Credit Union <laughs> Arena no no that is Qantas <laughs> Credit Union I believe that is soon to be demolished Qantas Credit Union Arena well, it's 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 days and it's cards be marked just, isn't it, aren't like industry credit unions aren't like, who are they winning over? Like, why are they needing to advertise? Oh, no. Surely, if you work for Qantas, you know it exists. So that's the options for you there. But for everyone else, it's like, oh, man, wish I worked for Qantas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't get why a, an industry credit union needs to reach outside. They're just showing off. But I don't, I don't get the whole concept of naming something. Like, to me, like, my, like Geelong, my football team, Geelong, they play at what I knew, grew up knowing as Cadinia Park. Now it's Skilled Stadium. Yeah. Now, no one's ever going to write a that, song and about. It, uh, yeah, it's down yeah. at Kidin. It's not down, down at Skilled down Stadium. Skilled Stadium. But, I mean, even that, like, it's skilled engineering. What the fuck do I like? I'm going. Oh yeah, skilled engineering. I don't even know what skilled. I had to Google what they were. I think that's about an engineering company that has quite a bit of cash. Uh, do you reckon it'd be ta- they would do it for free tickets or? Well, there'd, there'd definitely be a uh, a box involved. But like, if you're um. If you're looking to build your next stadium or upgrade the stadium, then you go to the sponsor. I think it's, it's they're not they're not aiming for you and me, Mark. They're yeah. not advertising for us. And uh, and also when they're when they're wooing clients, not bad to be able to take them down to. Oh, if you come down to our stadium uh, yeah. to watch uh, our skilled cats play. Yeah, well, that's I mean the, that's yeah, fair point. Fair it's point. A, it's a very arrogant name, skilled engineer. skilled stadium. Well, we, we're a very good team though. But you notice, like, and the MCG, the G, that's standalone. Like, it's, I don't think we'll ever see the day that it'll be, you know, the Foxtel presents the MCG. Yeah, not. same with the, um, same with the, the SCG's Yeah, Sydney Cricket that. Ground. But, um, the... Ga- uh, oh, the Gabba, too? Yeah, the Gabba, the Wacker. Wacker? I, oh. I think they could do with the name change just quietly, but... The Gabba, or the well, Wacker. The wa- having two of them. I love the Wacker. No, have you, been, have you ever been? I have been to the Wacker. I've, it's uh, seen better days. Do you, it's... I've touched Alan Bond's gold tap in his, uh, in his little um, private uh, uh, box that he had when, uh, from back in the day. Back in the, back I was there in the 90s, too, when he was, uh, he was yes. in the big house. So you, went, so you went in the 90s to relive uh, the 80s. Yeah, exactly. The taste. Isn't it funny? The eighties was that excess. It was Bondi, Scacy. The nineties was just grunge, heroin, Nirvana. Bondi's in jail. Scacy's in Mallorca. Fake pretend. Well, Basketball, you... hypercolor, and rollerblading. Did you think? <laughs> Good like times. when Scacy fled the country. And for younger listeners, and I know there's a lot of you, just Google Christopher Scace. It's a very, very interesting story. But when he fled Mallorca, and every time just Google Tim Friedman. What? He looks just like him. He does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did, did, um, 
just it's something that just occurred to me is the nineties was that the uh, the peak of the mini tramp. <laughs> the mini tramps used to be involved in almost every sort of halftime show form of entertainment. I think when Oz-style aerobics went, the mini tramp went. Yeah, it's aerobics like, Oz-style. Those were the days. Oh. Um, but yeah, that was the mini tramp was a real thing. Like you, I thought when I was a kid, I thought when I grow up, I'm going to have a mini tramp and some sort of padding, and I'm just going to learn tricks. And it's going to be. I always awesome, saw the mini like the mini tramp started as like some. It was a fitness thing. It was like, oh, you jump on this, it's good for you. And then, yeah, it became into the... A launching pad. Yeah, we get... Oh, all sorts of stuff. Gazy can't dunk, dunk. Get him a mini tramp. He'll, he'll yeah. be able to make an impressive layer. Well, the NBL always had the dunking mascots, which is sick. Giant, yeah, that was always headed good. headed lions and whatever. And... Yeah, they're still, they're, the, uh, the lion is still there at, um, <laughs> at the uh, NBL on the weekend. And um, I'll tell you who was, uh, who was wandering around that my kids are very impressed with was uh, Captain Barnacle... <laughs> Uh, from the Octonauts, which oh, wow. uh, yeah, so they're not just—they're uh, not just aiming at me. They're, uh, they're also getting, getting the younger they're getting the, generation. They're getting the kiddies. Let yeah. me ask you a question: Was Rodney O presenting the um, doing the voiceovers? Yes, I think it's still. I, I, he didn't announce himself, but I, it's still the same voice. No, from, I thought he got there was some. Con- I thought they sacked him and they replaced him with someone. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I remember someone in the annou- King's announcer got replaced. Yeah, well, the, the, Google it. Listen. It's a yank, is it? Google It's a yank. It is a yank. And um, and he does a great job. But he, the big, deep voice. You're Sydney Kings. <laughs> but then... Um, but then... That sounds like Rodney <laughs> Yeah, and then that's what I mean. I just assumed it's the same bloke. Because I, I just... They just taped him years ago and they just got click, click. But then he'd hand over to the hype girls. They had the team of the girls that had come around and do the announcements and organise the halftime and the, the break activity. Did they shoot the t-shirts out? T-shirt gun. T-shirt gun uh, had uh, a lot of uh, failures. Oh. I think one got shot and the rest got uh, jammed in there. The line ended up just throwing a bunch. But um, the girls that are going around hyping him, it's like you go from that, the, the big deep, you're Sydney Kings, to, all right, now, who's going like, to... They sounded like... It was like they wouldn't have been... 17, 18, and they were just excited. Like, it was like just they were like, a, you know, the high school um, dance planning committee who were just making the announcements. And the winner of the raffle is. Like, it was the contrast couldn't have been worse for them. <laughs> I don't like to put down an artist, um, but, the, but the line. Um, <laughs> the line. Oh, why, why, does oh, here need, we go. why does he need hype girls? I mean, hasn't he got enough faith in his performance? <laughs> yeah, well, this is the. I think, he, you know, he's, he's mute. <laughs> See, I, no, when, when I was there, the lion was going round like in the stands, and the, I think they were there because I don't think the person inside's got the best visibility. So it's sort of like, oh, just go over this. They're sort of needing him so he doesn't fall down the stairs. They're not the most intimidating security for him either. Yeah, like, no. If, if you were nine years old, you'd back yourself to punch him in the nuts before they could do anything. Oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> I one, of my, one of my mates was the... Um, <laughs> Was was the Golden Bears mascot in the? Uh, they were in the Country Basketball Association, and uh, he was uh, he he used to be the mascot for uh, the Golden Bears. So he's got mates from high school who still call him Shirty um, after <laughs> Shirty, the slightly aggressive bear. A late show reference. Well, but that's pretty impressive. The Golden, which I'd imagine, what is it? First, second grade, country league. Yeah, it's CBA. I think. I think C- CBA. Oh, CBA. So it's a it's the reasonable next, size next um, league down from the NBL. So they well, got a mascot. Well, let's not. It go, reminds go me of the Newcastle Knights nineties phenomena. Uh, what they had the they had the knight on the horse. That was pretty cool. He ride out with a fucking yeah, pole and whatever. Yeah, skill and but some they had a guy called Rusty who was this like sort of clown knight with a sort of big 
false nose and like sort of comical. And he'd ride Wasn't a quad that Tommy bike. Rodonicus? No. <laughs> you sure you're not getting confused? Tommy Rodonicus just rocking up on a quad bike. Well, Rusty had a bit of a pedophile vibe about him. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Just a bit. That's it, was, all right. it wasn't. Let's make it clear, but. but it, you would you wouldn't you wouldn't trust him with your kids. Yeah, like, so he wasn't. It so wasn't you were, like babysitting work. Let's put it that way. A twelve year old Lester approached <laughs> him, offered the goods, got nah, definitely not a pedo. <laughs> but he ran around, he lollies, he ran around on his quad bike and then the kids would come out and get rusty. Yeah, I think I remember it. I think I remember that. Yeah, kicking around on the quad bike. And then Super Hubert would show up sometimes too. He was a What enough. the fuck? You've never heard of Super Hubert. That is no. uh, the <laughs> most <laughs> Newcastle uh thing. He was like Picture Rod Quantock, if Rod Quantock was skinnier and, you know, wasn't as clean. Um, and, yeah, you know, like a Superman costume. You sure guy. you're not talking about Matt, um, John's dealer, are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was an Ecky dealer that they're like, how can we pay it? I want to be a mascot. Oh, yeah, mate. You know, give us the pills. Speaking of John's, Daniel John's has got a new single out at the moment. He roughly. has. Um, it's, quite, it's quite good. The way he's looking now. Wouldn't Is be it gross. upbeat? Yeah, well, you, you, or is he still not happy with his lot in life? No, no, oh. he's, he's sick of being a millionaire. Oh, oh. poor bastard! Wow, well, wow, a bit of. Did you guys? You're about the same age as him. Did you cross paths in Newcastle? Yeah, I definitely did. I, I, I did. I moved there a bit. He was already a bit of a superstar when I moved to Newcastle, and he was a couple of years older than me. He couldn't go out because people. Newcastle's full of fuckwits, right? So <laughs> we know. <laughs> so, I give you Exhibit A, Lester Diamond. So he couldn't go out in town, and other people would bash him. Yeah, made it, made it mine that I knew years later. <laughs> would, would proudly say, oh, "I used to bash that little freak at school." Yeah. And and my mate was my mate's probably you know f- five foot six <laughs> and and maybe sixty kilos ringing wet. But uh, I I used to say to people like why why do you bash him? And then you go, well, was a fucking you did, mate. What's he, what's that, he done? I went you? to uni um briefly my brief stint at uni. Um, I had a couple of lectures with his uh, his brother, his younger brother Heath, um, who was a genuinely good dude and a massive human being. Really? Like a, just a giant man. He missed a 5.30 lecture in the afternoon because he slept in. <laughs> so he was just a loose cannon. He was a lovely guy, just a loose so cannon. He's in the comedy then? Yeah, he, he missed our film lecture. We did film, <laughs> film together. I like the fact that the guy, he's a big guy, guy, guy the other guy, world champ, great, writes great songs. Oh, he's a fuckwit. I used to bash him. Tall Poppy Syndrome is... Uh, oh, yeah, mate. Is, yeah. Uh, you know, he thinks he's better than us. Big you know, just he's achieved some shit. That bloke, <laughs> how dare he achieve stuff and come around here thinking he's better than us? Does like he just, still live you know, up walking there? Around. Or... No, he lives down here. Uh-huh. But um, I used to say like, why don't, why don't they move to um Sydney then? If you're getting bashed in Newcastle, you can't go out. Like, no, I love Newcastle, man. <laughs> yeah, oh man, Newy people. Well, why would you move from Newcastle? When did, where, what, what interactions did you have with him, Lester? Um, no, we used to knock around with the drummer a bit. Oh yeah, what a few footy not... games with him. Oh, so um, you you weren't a marching koala, were you? <laughs> not Chris Jonas. No, that it... one, Gillies. Gillies. Ben Gillies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, mate of mine was uh, in because he, he was in the marching koalas. Um, <laughs> ben Gillies was. He was in the marching koalas. What are the marching um, koalas? Uh, <laughs> so this is Lester. This is over to you, this my is, friend. This is turning. You explain. Well, this. We're really <laughs> turning into a Newcastle. Uh, remember how good Newcastle was in the nineties podcast? Well, no, I, don't, I don't remember it that way. I remember it being a diabolical place. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> What's, um, um, yeah, t- talk me through what the koalas are. The marching koala is just a marching band from the Hunter, right? And they, <laughs> oh, um, did they go to s- just around the streets? Did they no, go to it's, sporting it's like grounds? school-based thing. School-based. Um, and uh, turns out a few of my mates were music nerds and they were in it. Like, I moved to Newcastle, they were already in it. And I, were they in, like, koala suits or...? 
No, no, no. They were dressed like 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 you picture your, like uh, go to a, an American college. Yeah, so I, I get the concept of a marching game. band. Yeah, no, but the dress similar. Like they got the, the you know the the nice suit type things on. A couple of my mates leveraged uh, <laughs> leveraged their marching koala prowess and got themselves in the uh, the Sydney Olympic marching band for the opening ceremony of the Sydney Olympics. So uh, it wasn't without uh, reward, but um, <laughs> they were they were in the marching koala, and um, Ben Gillies was in the marching koalas, and the marching koalas had this big trip coming up to the US. <laughs> they were going around, and they were it was basically a massive school excursion to the US um, to go over, you know, perform with other marching bands, and basically as a, as a teenager try to have awkward, um, you know, fondling of American um, girls um, when you're over there, right? And uh, so. But Ben Gillies um, was supposed to be going and pulled out because uh, he said, oh, no, my band's in this competition. We think we've got a really good chance of winning. And my mate's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> mate, it's just, you're missing the best. This is going to be awesome. We're going to the States. When are you ever going to get to go there again? And, uh, yeah, no. It turns well, out, that's... Turns out, I think he still regrets that, missing that trip. Because oh, I don't yeah. know, did he ever get to the States? <laughs> and would he, have got to, uh, would he have got to hook up with any uh, American ladies? I, I don't know if he would have got that opportunity. I don't know. So. I'm pretty sure. I think I might have seen him on LinkedIn or something. I don't know. He's married <laughs> yeah. to some supermodel? Or? You, yeah. But this is... Um... Another fucked up story about him is when he was um, <laughs> when he was Welcome to the Ben Gillies tribute out when he was, was in the band and big he decided to get a job at the local fucking sound sound yeah he worked in, he worked in that Hunter Street Mall yeah. I bought a CD off him once yeah. I think I bought a like, Friends or Rom CD he'd, off him. he'd just do a Saturday shift and get and get his pay and then go home he got four million bucks in the bank yeah he just yeah. just wanted a slice of real life See, it sounds like he's a top bloke like I reckon no, he's nothing against him but I mean that's fucking weird. Oh no! Oh, it's not not without precedent. I don't know, and a job like that without any consequences would be fucking awesome. I suppose it would be actually. Talk to like, what are they going to do? Like, who's going to fire yeah, the yeah, drummer think from about it, though, like... from working in their CD shop? <laughs> he loves working in music. I mean, where else would rather than just sitting there hanging out in a music shop on a Saturday? Over, fuck, sit behind the counter and get, get twenty paid. bucks an hour. Or get, yeah. or get at least get free CDs. Penalty hey, right Gillies, go dust the alternative music section, would you? <laughs> It's like, no, he's just... Hey, Gillies, we're out of your album. You got any in your boot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I think it's a good thing. Good on him. You never know. Uh, do you know? He might have owned the place. No, he didn't. He didn't? <laughs> no. No. It was... Uh, what was the... It was an... Well, Brett Lee did about two of that clothes shop. Yeah, Brett Lee worked for a clothes shop till he was into the test team. <laughs> David Jones. No, 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 no. He, um... Roger David. No, 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 no. It wasn't... He's working at Tarakash. No, it was some... It was some old Italian dude who had a suit shop in the city that Brett it, Lee... It was at. in Martin Place, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it was him and, and Shane, his brother. What if... What Whatever happened, happened to Shane? Shane? Like, he was a great cricketer. He was a good all-rounder. He's a, he's a powerful batsman and all-rounder. I don't think he was bad on the tooth. I think that's what might have stopped yeah. him. Yeah, he was a bigger boy. He was the more solid. But he was around that time. Also, uh, he was yeah. around that time where there was like there was him and what was the guy from Victoria who was similar player? Harvey. Ian Harvey. Ian Harvey. Ian Harvey. He was an all-rounder. He, him and Shane Lee were in and out of this. Harvey got it. Ian Harvey pioneered the um, strategy of bowling six straight slower balls. Yeah. <laughs> Variety. A man before his time. <laughs> well, boys, it'd be neglect and remiss of... And apologies to our fans. I know that we've got some nerdier fans out there who aren't keen on sport, but we'll try and make it related. We've talked a bit about computers. Well, I think this is an insight into our personalities which don't exist. <laughs> we're reminiscing about the good old days, the 90s, when our mates used to back up Daniel Johns. 
Hey, he wasn't my mate when he bashed him. I wouldn't no. have stood for that at the time. I just love bashing him, mate. Well, have you have you ever? In fairness, I think he like. And this have is you... before Johns was big. And in fairness, mm. I think my mate probably would have, you know, bashed a non-famous person. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, no. I don't think he was. But I mean, uh, like, but I just going back to that, that stage. In, our, in the circles, didn't like freaks. In the circles, or you and I, not Lester, work with comedy. We've got like I've come. I've been to parties where Daniel Johns has been at. I've been in. S- I've got friends who are friends with him. Like, have you thought, like, you may come a time when you'll cross paths with him. Is that going to be your opening? Oh, mate, my mate bashed you. Would you yeah. bring it up or would you? No. No, I don't. I don't like, not that I even see that much, much anymore. But, like, yeah, it's, it, I don't think he'd probably... I, I can't imagine it upsetting him a heap. I think he was pretty scarred. Like, he had... Because he had really... Because I think... He, they hit it pretty yeah, young. And but see, this is my mate. Big shout out to my mate Dazza. Remember when he had um, reactive arthritis or whatever it was that Daniel John suffered? He had a really debilitating disease. Yeah, yeah. My mate Dazza reckons he was on crack. He was a heroin addict, and they covered it with the disease. That's my mate Dazza's opinion, not my opinion. But I think he had a lot of problems, and maybe your mate is the cause of them. Yeah, he <laughs> maybe also... all these flashbacks to being bashed up as a kid, mate. He managed to uh, he managed to leverage those uh, problems into some fairly fucking chart topping songs. I don't know if you know, uh, you remember their uh, their early stuff, especially pretty angsty. And you don't get that if you're the popular kid at school. Like, yeah, but I mean, maybe anything, you never know. If anything, his mate should have got a thanks on the album cover. Yeah. <laughs> Special mentions to he, he, what he should have done when he uh, when he got one when he won. Arias has just done the old, um, done basically what Michael Jordan did when he was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame and just called out everyone who ever said he was shit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Have, have you ever seen? Michael oh yeah, Jordan's I had think I've. For, he made the guy who got he got cut for in college do his <laughs> do his uh, like be the guy to introduce him just so he could go that bloke who none of you have ever heard of. I got cut for him. I, I'm impressed by that. Well, it's similar to Sam Worthington when Sam when Avatar was big and he signed all these movies and Sam Worthington gave an interview where he said, Yeah, fuck NIDA. They told me do this, do that. I fucking ignored them and I'm earning millions in movies. Fuck you, NIDA. I like that. But I think NIDA got the last laugh because he's with Lara Bingle now. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said, How can we ruin him? Send the Bingle. <laughs> But the um, his cricket career is going nowhere. <laughs> that woman's a fucking. I can't. She's I, hopeless for an average. Oh, I can't wait to see him re- um release a new album. You know, some grungy. But um, the Arias. That's the MBL of the awards. Yeah, <laughs> the MBL of awards. The Arias. Yeah, they used. To, I used to care about them too. I don't so know. Right. If it was just time in my life. Well, for um, for listen new listeners to the show, go back and listen to episode ninety nine of the podcast with Pinky Beecroft for his Aria story. But yeah, you're right there. Like it's nowadays. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who. Do you know who won in last year's Aries? Uh, look, I, I've taken the um, the Marge Simpson approach to music lately. Um, new music is none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> well, last actually, last week's episode we had Tom Ballard on, and it was Hottest 100 time. And you're probably like me. I I bowed out of the Hottest 100 about four or five years. Well, I think once you hit 30, you go you go from Triple J to Triple M. Yeah, oh, look, I don't. Because, I mean, it, tr- it scares me that Triple M's playlist is my iPod. I actually went from Triple M to 2SM, but... <laughs> 2SM? 2SM. No, 
that that reference flies over me. No, for our Newcastle a... listeners, that's uh, that's the equivalent well, no, of two KO. It's a Newcastle. No, no. What's the one 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 point seven we have in Sydney here with the oldies? Oh yeah, the club. Oh, smooth FM or no, no smooth FM smooth. Uh, that is um, actually uh, WSF whatever that was into Western Suburbs Radio. Western Suburbs Radio. Yeah, that's what used to stand for. Western Suburbs W. I retired from radio full time. Got got an iPod. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's lots of great new music, and there are a few new. Tracks that seep into my uh, my world now, but well, I'm not got, actively you, looking got, for new music. Like you got young kitties. Does do. any of their any of their music seep into your? Oh, I mean, for me, like a little niece got me into Happy by Pharrell, and I fucking love that song. That to me, that, that is that, a good song. Like it's catchy, and I like the fact that he's a forty year old man who still wears a hat and shorts. I like that song. Um, that that song was. For me, um, there, there was about six months where that was the song that Josh, the sound guy at uh, at um, the comedy store, would play at the end of the show. So that, for me, would always be the relief of, okay, I've finished the show, now I can relax and have a beer, and I'd have that song going. So I was happy. Like, I'm like, yeah. Uh, See, for me, when I worked with Josh as the sound guy, and big shout out, Josh Cohen, he's been on a few episodes of this. He used to play Gangnam Style before Happy. And I was like, oh, it's Gangnam Style, oh, that's that song. But, I mean, yeah. I can't like a guy whose life is diametrically opposed to mine. Pharrell, he's just fucking... Not successful. Successful. Happy. Good looking. Unlimited pussy. Great hat. Mounty hat. Yeah. <laughs> Gets to wear you, shorts. You buy one of those hats, man. Don't, I'd like to see. You can't afford a Pharrell hat. We should have a Kickstarter to get Lester to dress like Pharrell. Be awesome. He's got six... What do they call it? Sweet kicks? Mm. Oh, he's got sweet kicks. I've got sneakers. He's got dance moves, mate. He's got the moves like Jagger. Oh, wait, that's someone else. <laughs> well, there you go. So, but I think we've segued a little bit back. You know, we've gone back to Daniel Johns, but Cricket World Cup's coming up. And what, like, we, it'd be, we'd be remiss of us if we didn't have a, have a look at it. Now, what are the predictions? Other than a lot of matches. I've got a prediction. I, I think a lot of people. You really? You're not, you're, it's not concerning you? Rock, Mate, short, Sheffield Shield till he dies. Short form cricket to me is a fucking disgrace on this great country of ours. Oh wow! So we're, we're talking one day as which have been around thirty odd years. I'm talking one day as in particularly 2020. Oh wow! You're not a fan at all. Why? Why? Like I, I'm like I'm. As far as I'm concerned, the Big Bash League is the NRL at home domestically. <laughs> Well played, Lester. Well played. No, but I mean, uh, I'm just a test cricket purist. But... Tri- see, but I, I'm a test. I love tests. It's my favourite form of the game. But I don't. I don't mind. I'd take probably 2020 over one days. Like I'm. I like. I'm a fan of the Big Bash League. How about Hurricanes represent? <laughs> Although seriously, they've blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I simply said some criticism towards Alex Hales, our flop of an English import, and yeah, they don't. They block me. So, Hurricanes, lift your game. I could be, well, Ricky Ponting's number one ticket holder. I'd be at least number three or four ticket holder. <laughs> yeah, they probably want a ticket holder who's going to attend a game, though. I went you to live two, in Sydney, mate. I went to two games this year. Two out of, what, they played five? I, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I just like, I like the Big Bash is on every night. It's great. And I can just sit and... And if there's something better on, I, I don't care enough to, to be glued to it. So it's like, yeah, there's some good cricket going on and nothing you, else. You can tell you're old-fashioned when you use the words hit and giggle, because that's what I use every time I hear it. Hit and giggle. Hey, this is just hit and giggle. Oh, it's, it's pub cricket, mate. It's pub <laughs> cricket. 
They look like they're having fun, though. Um, Can you imagine them giggling on the field? It'd be hilarious. Yeah, but if you're a young guy coming through now, I mean, you can earn more money playing Big Bash than you can playing Test for Australia. No. Yes, you can? No. Yes, you can? No. Chris Gale earns more than Michael Clark. Yeah, Chris Gale's also Chris Gale. Yeah. He's not... Um, but I'm just saying... It's not, like, it's not like he's a guy who's never played Test cricket. All right, well, let's... You know what I mean? Let's like, put it... You can, you can make... You can make... The, you got to. It depends how you look at it, Mark. You can make a, more in a single season if you have a good season, but you're also you're, much right. more disposable. Let's look at it another way. Okay, you say you're David Warner at the moment. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, you made your name in T20, forced your way into the Test team. Now say he's a volatile little dude, and I say little dude because he's short. He has a, a dust up with Steve Smith, the new captain. He can just go, well, screw this. I'm going to go play 2020. And he'd probably earn more money. In India, wouldn't he? Yeah. In, I, in the IPL, I think he you're would undersell- earn... I think you're underselling the amount his contract's worth, for one. Well, he's and on, two, I think... the fact that he's... He plays... He doesn't just... It's not like he's not playing in those leagues No, no, well. I get that. But, I mean, I'm saying that he could play... Like, Peterson at the moment is... Well, yeah, Kevin Peterson, though, well, he got has asked played... Out of his country. Yeah, has played what ten years of Test cricket and you know all forms of cricket. These are the guys. Like, there's Brett Lee's only retired this year. I don't like that. Like 2020, yeah, you, you can play yeah. until guys that have been retired for 20 years are playing. I don't like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, that's like the NBL as well. Yeah, get, get it's the veterans league. Yeah. It's basically it's like it's like you know when you were playing cricket and third grade was old blokes who were too much <laughs> and young kids. That's what the twenty twenty is. It's great guys yeah. you've never heard of and guys you thought could have been dead. Hey, it's like on. oh, Brad he hasn't drunk himself to death. It's good. Let's see him go around <laughs> again. Sydney Sixers out comes Robert Dutchy Holland. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome, Robert Dutchy. <laughs> hey, Brad Hogg is sprightly for forty three. Oh, it, he Brad just got Hogg. picked up by the Indian Premier League. Yeah, and look, and that's um, that's what I think. Twenty twenty is great for that, but I don't think it's ever going to replace Test cricket. And I don't think no, I, I'm not anyone with it's going to any though. cricket, any cricketer with a business brain would um, choose so, to play. So it. absolutely none of them. Yeah, yeah. but the the the, the compound um, money you can make. By playing test cricket and then doing that as well. Compound. It's a use of six stitches for sure. <laughs> yeah, compost. <laughs> no, they use compost, mate. Synthetic turf. Compost <laughs> ball. Oh man. Yeah, but like the the you, you have a good test career. Like Michael Clark, um, focused on his test career. He's probably he's one of the the best test batsmen in the world and one of the best test captains in the world. Like he knows his game. It's not like what he knows about Test cricket is he's not going to be able to apply to twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, on. yeah, but I'd say with him it wasn't a case of him saying oh, I'm not going to pay twenty twenty because of it, no, it was. He, well it's because he's back. He can't if he's, I was my club, his I'd body is not designed like he's not as durable Mate, as other reason, players. There's a reason guys who are older are playing twenty? Are still able to play twenty twenty? It's four hours a night. That's it's a big difference. It's a, it's the difference. Oh yeah, between. yeah. But I mean, I'm talking about like over the last five years, Australia's had some downtime when the IPL's on, and he has chosen to sit that out. Yeah, I would to say focus, to focus on test cricket. Well, I'd he say it's more test he, it's more he's back. I'm pretty sure if instead of having that three months of physio rehabbing resting, and he was flying around India in planes because flying is what oh, sets yeah, his back it, off. It'd affect it. Well, it'd, yeah, it affect his test cricket. ability to play test cricket. But I'm saying if he had if he's back with if he had a normal back, not a degenerative one. I'm saying he probably would have played. Degenerative one. <laughs> gambling, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, well, he's a Shane Warne of a back. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Shane Warne. <laughs> He's another bloke who's, who's still... Was he, did he play no, this year? No, he retired two years ago. My theory on Shane Warne is he's the happiest human being 
in history. I think he's really. I think he's, I think he's, had, he's lived the perfect life for his brain. He, I, yeah, actually, you might be right. He is. A, I think he fascinates a, me too because there's not many professional athletes that retire and then get in better shape. <laughs> like, <laughs> if like, I didn't know better, I'd think he was back on mum's diuretics. Like he is <laughs> trim at the moment. He, he loves uh, beer, cricket. Football, poker, have you and seen the new? Have you seen the new? Does. There's yeah, a new golf. Instagram or Tumblr account called Trolling Warney, where people like a um, friend of the show, Scott Dooley, he does a podcast with his mate Angus, and I can't think of what Angus's name is on Twitter. It's at McAngus. I'll t- put a link to it. He trolls Warney, and it is hilarious because <laughs> Warney on Twitter and or Facebook always goes. You know, like, oh, how good are White Knights, mate? I love, remember those? How good were they? Oh, best tracks of the 80s, Bon Jovi, all the way. And Angus will reply to him, hey, mate, I'm in Sydney this weekend. Weather's gonna, weather's a bit grouse for, you know? Gonna be a good weekend, oh, mate. Is that, that might be why. I've seen a few of tweets yeah. where he's like, Melbourne's weather is better. And it's like, no one yeah, believes that. Watch, anytime you see Warney on Twitter go and, or Instagram, go and see the way people reply to him. The trolling of him is well, genius. I'll tell you the funniest, Aussiest thing I ever saw in my life was on his Instagram. Because he tweets, I follow him. And he goes, this is a shot of my family, beautiful family. We just had a great dinner together. Some guy writes in the second comment on Instagram, geez, Warney, you fuck some good sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Shane liked that comment. Now, actually, I don't, do you reckon, what odds do you reckon... Brooke Warren appearing in Playboy. Like, that's Brooke Shane's daughter. I reckon the odds have got to be pretty high. Or, or, or maybe well, a grid, well, a grid well, girl. Well, a grid girl well, at the well, Indy. Well, well, if Playboy gets my letters, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they know anything about their audience. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. How old is Brooke Warren? I think we should leave Brooke can Warren we, out Yeah, of can we not? All right, all right, fine. Bindi Irwin. I'd pay for that. She's 16. <laughs> She's 16. Too quick. Do you have to edit a pause in there yeah, before we, you yeah. say that? <laughs> oh, well, now that Lester's taken it down less lecherous territory, I think it's time for wrap us up. Thank you, Barnett, for um, coming along. People want to follow you on Twitter, they can at... At Mr. A. Barnett. And if Bindi Irwin wants to get our restraining order, she can contact you on Twitter, Lester, at... At LesterDiamond28. And you can follow me on, unless you're a lawyer, at MW underscore OH. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow Comedy on Edge on Twitter, at Comedy on Edge. And that's about... And check out, we mentioned some old episodes. Go back and listen to some old episodes. There's some really good ones there. And if you like the podcast, tell your friends. Guess till next week, Lester, hit the music. The D-Train. <laughs>